Uh-huh. Rebel sign, yes, we're so emotionless. We don't need them followers. We just leave that to the rest. Leave it to the rest. Hello, you beautiful people. It is I, Aquarius, birthday January 25th, and I would like to thank you for joining me here at As Told by Aquarius. So today I'm going to get into the long-awaited story of my Mexico trip. So that is what we will be doing today. But before I get into that, I'm going to hop right on into the words of wisdom from the universe. And they read, if you have a hunch on how to make some extra cash today, you must follow it all the way. The planets warn if you hesitate for even a minute, a rival could nip ahead of you and take the profit that should have been yours. Well, universe, this words of wisdom makes me feel like somebody's plotting on me. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Now, on last week's episode entitled That Old Thing Back, the poll question was, ever went back and messed with an ex for a little bit? And we had 25% said, do flings count? Another 25% says, gotta have a relationship to have an ex. And trust me, I know what you're talking about. And an astounding 50% said, yes, we all in the same boat. Now, as mentioned many episodes before, last year I had kind of a little mental breakdown and a depression and decided that it was a good idea to go get tacos in Mexico instead of just going to the city to go get tacos probably from a truck or a restaurant and in doing so I had a month-long vacation in the city of Oaxaca Mexico and lived my best life so I'm gonna tell you about it so usually for me whenever I plan a trip especially an international trip I plan it a whole entire year in advance why because I'm cheap I want the best deal the best prices I don't want to spend that much money on a flight I don't want to spend that much money on lodging I want to spend all my money on food entertainment and maybe some clothes but for this particular trip being that I had my mental breakdown in January and I actually flew out of the country in April I didn't have that amount of time so I used hopper as well as sky scanner to keep an eye out on flight prices and I used just about every single website that allowed you to book a hotel so I can figure out what was the cheapest price that I can get for staying in one place for a whole entire month now I ended up getting a hostel through booking.com and let me tell you about something do not sleep on hostels. Now, I know I'm late to the hostel train, but forgive me, it was my first time by myself. And I'm usually fake bougie, and I really wanted to stay in a hotel, but I gave a hostel a try, and let me tell you, that room was big enough to have an extra couch, desk, and a mini fridge. I actually could have just lived in there if I really wanted to, and that was the best part. However, they ain't had that. So I just had to live with what they had. But I did have a private bathroom, which was what I wanted the most. Because I had a thing with people. Like, we share a shower. They tend to, like, just put their loose hairs from their head on a wall. And that's an issue for me. That's a really big issue. So the total cost of my lodging in Mexico was a total of $290. Now, my plane ticket, unfortunately, cost $500. But it would have been $380. Only because I was trying to wait out the time to see if my best friend can join me. And unfortunately she couldn't so I went out trucking by myself now I'm letting you know this now if you have never been on a solo trip do it however I'm giving you a caution warning because once you go on a solo trip nine times out of ten you're never gonna want to travel with anybody else why because you have the freedom to do whatever you want whenever you want and however you want it also because you're by yourself you can actually get into and get away with a lot more shit than you could if you was with a group of people now my mexico trip was very unique because i know if i was with people it would have not worked out this way at all now i'm gonna talk to you just like how i tell everybody's story in person so while i was in mexico i had a grandpa a husband and a side dude and i know there's probably somebody in the back of their mind like 
wow that's kind of hoish but listen to the story though so one day as i was in my favorite taco restaurant eating like three tacos that i usually do and the older white gentleman sitting at a table across from me looks at me and was like hey and i turn around obviously because it's english he says you look like you don't belong here now immediately internally i got offended because i was the only black person in there so like uh duh but you had to shout that out across the table but i'm guessing he saw my facial expression and then looks at me and was like so where are you from and then we continue the conversation as i do in my customer service voice so he invites me to his tables to finish my taco and then i am informed that when he was changing rooms in his hotel his passport was stolen his ipad was stolen one of his credit cards and about 260 us dollars was stolen from his bag and i immediately felt bad because like i mentioned earlier he should not have been in that country by himself not only for the simple fact that he didn't speak any spanish he barely understood any spanish and he had to be about 70 plus years old so with a little bit of empathy that i did feel immediately i offered to help him because in my mind i was like i wouldn't want to get stuck in mexico without my passport or anything like that because then i can't get my ass back to america and lord knows that would have just been a fear of everybody waiting at home for me to come back and I couldn't return because I ain't got my passport. Now the cool thing about this was, in exchange for me helping him get around, finding the embassy, speaking a little bit of Spanish and understanding a little bit of Spanish that I knew with the concierge and anybody else, he offered to take me to lunch each and every time. And he also had a list of about 14 different restaurants of high quality that he wanted to go to. So you know my little ass went right along with him. Now one of the sucky parts about losing your passport in the city of Oaxaca during COVID is the embassy is completely closed and they send you on a weird ass runaround circle telling you that you can set up an appointment one day and it'll be open but it never got damn open so what do we have to do we had to buy him a plane ticket to mexico city as well as book a hotel so he can make it to his embassy appointment on time so he could get his passport and then fly his little butt back to america to his wife and kids and it was kind of sad when he left though because i ain't even gonna front like i hung out with him for like two weeks straight <laughs> he was dead ass a grandpa he was in like the little zocalo the city center buying kids ice cream and candy and stuff like that i even ended up chatting with his wife one time on the phone while he was trying to get his papers and everything organized and even though he ain't speak no spanish he was a real one that was my homie now one day while i was sitting in the zocalo aka the city square people just started to randomly notice me now in that particular area of oaxaca i found out that it is a pastor town meaning people usually come there for maybe two or three days max and they just pass through and go into the next location of mexico but because my little ass showed up to the same spot almost every day people took a little bit more noticing than i paid attention to now while i was sitting there drinking my agua fresca a young lady came next to me and just striked up a conversation we chatted about a few things in the u.s where she wanted to go where i'm from my hair because i had extensions in at the time and because i was chatting with someone who was a local an older mexican man came up to me and started talking to me about my hair now honestly i go in front when any man come up to me and start talking to me about my hair i'll be looking at him sideways like oh you like this huh and then you know he asked me the typical questions oh is that your real hair no did you do it yourself i usually do but this time i couldn't and he pretty much hung out with me for the rest of the day in the city square he bought me a hamburger he got his shoes shined he was translating everything in spanish to english for me turns out he actually lived in california for 10 years and worked to send money back to his home now i refer to this man as my husband because usually when you meet somebody new you don't meet their whole entire family within two weeks and i met this man's entire family now he didn't live nowhere near the center city he lived about a whole entire hour bus ride away and i followed him now i know somebody in their mind is probably thinking like stupid you could have got kidnapped 
And you're right, there's no excuse for that. However, he didn't pose no threat to me because I was bigger than him. And although I know I never had a fight in my life, he didn't, and I talk a real good game. So, thug life all day, every day. Now, upon getting off the bus at this stop, he points to a little store that's across the street, and he says, oh, that's my family store. And I'm thinking it's just like a little store where you go pick up a snack too or whatever. They have regular snacks, sodas, juices, and hot food. So I was like, okay, bet. And then I was introduced to the brother, the sister, and the little nieces. I'm just thinking, you know, that's it. That's all the family that's there. But upon going to the back of the store and exiting, there's a big old backyard with a complex of a bunch of little rooms. And who's sitting right there on the side? His mama. And she wasn't alone, because right next to her was another little girl and then a man that I can't remember if it was his nephew, his cousin, or his brother. Then after meeting that part of the family, we go to where he works at. So he sold pies, all types of flavored pies. Pineapple, apple, guava, mango. Unfortunately, I didn't get to taste the pie, because they wasn't making them. However, they did give me some damn soup. Now, I did not think twice at all. I did not question the soup at any point in my life. Why? Because it's known that you do not drink the water in Mexico. And that whole entire time while I was there, my stomach was good to go. I done had cricket guacamole. I done had a cricket quesadilla. I had four different versions of mole because it's about seven of them and I still missing three. I was eating all of the cheese because it was comparable to mozzarella, but better. And I done had three hot chocolates, which weren't hot at all. I just keep calling them that, but they were made with water and my stomach, she was good. However, when they gave me that goddamn soup, that's where all the problems began. Now to keep it 100, I don't really care about soup. However, I didn't want to turn down food because I felt that it was a little bit disrespectful and I'm always open to trying new things. So I ate the soup and it was actually really, really good. So once we finished the soup and finished talking to his coworkers, we take a trip down the road. Yes, I know I still could have got kidnapped, but I was feeling okay. We went to go meet his other niece who's an adult and her children. We said hello to her, she played my hair, then we went next door to go say hi to his sister. And then from there we went down another road to this house that kind of looked like a farm. And I can't remember if the guy was his uncle or just his friend. But we went with him, we met him, we went to the backyard, sat down and chilled. It was a bunch of kids playing soccer. I really wanted to join, but my shoes wasn't about that life. So I'm just sitting there eavesdropping on a conversation, trying to pick out the little Spanish words that I know and watching these dogs run around in a circle. And I start getting hot like real hot to the point where my underarms is sweating. Now I'm wearing jeans with belt and like crop top. But I had a bottle of water with me, so I drink that and it cooled me down immediately. So I'm like, all right, I'm good. But then my stomach started feeling tight, like super tight. And I am buttoning the button for my jeans. And that didn't help because my stomach kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where like it looked like I was a good six months pregnant. Mind you, I have a belt on. So now I'm sitting here fidgeting, trying to get this belt off with my button unbuttoned and pulling my crop top on top of all of that. So then I could unzip my pants to release some of the pressure that is happening. And none of the shit is working. And then it feels like I got a fart. So I clench for dear life because now my brain is tuned into what's actually happening to my body. Mind you, I didn't get the typical bubble guts type situation no i just kept getting bloated and bloated with nothing but gas and air in my stomach so i immediately look at him and i was like i gotta go to the bathroom 
I gotta go to the bathroom now. So now we get up from the backyard, we walk around the house, and he's saying bye, but he's moving mad slow. And in my brain, I'm like, fuck this. I know where I came from. I'm walking back to your crib. But because his niece's house came before his house, I went to the bathroom there. And I'm thinking I'm good to go. I'm golden. I get to his niece's house. I give her the warmest smile, and she can see in my face that it was a lot going on. So she immediately points me to the bathroom. I close that curtain, and I sit down. And the words of Chris Brown... Lego. Now, I know y'all don't even know me like this, but there are two things that I always try to carry with me, even when I'm at home, is tissue and spray. Now, the tissue is self-explanatory because you never know when you need to wipe your face, blow your nose, or wipe your ass. Plus, extra tissue comes in handy just in case the road is about to end. And I carry spray, which is literally perfume because New York be stinky. Plus, sometimes I be outside all day long, and it's nice to be able to spray yourself and refresh your scent. Plus, it doubles as a bathroom spray obviously and thank lord jesus his son his savior the holy ghost and little mikey because that woman's bathroom would have probably smelled like me for hours i sprayed in the toilet i sprayed on the toilet i sprayed up the ceiling i sprayed the curtain at our clothes i sprayed everywhere and i'm thinking i am good to go now i don't wipe myself i pull my pants up i go to flush the toilet the shit don't flush like literally it don't flush now if you've ever heard of something called a squatty potty which is something very similar to a hole in the ground where after you use the bathroom you take buckets of water to push your excretions down into the hole and that was how her toilet worked but at first i thought i broke it so i had to let him know like um it's not flushing and he's like oh you have to pour the buckets of water down so i was in there for like another 10 minutes pouring buckets of water down this toilet hole full of my waste trying to get it to go down the hole like y'all that shit ain't fun like figuratively and literally nothing was fun about that part of my experience and i was also scared to eat or drink water for the rest of the day because i didn't know where we was going to be at and how my body was now going to react and what makes part of the situation even worse because i was scared after doing all of the do i'm dehydrated so now i'm fucking thirsty but i'm scared to drink water because I don't want to have the whole situation happen all over again. Now, after we said our goodbyes and thank you, and I sprayed all of my Rihanna perfume in her bathroom, we go visit some more co-workers or whatnot. And eventually, I did give in, and I had a quesadilla, which was amazing. But 10 minutes after eating it, I had to go right back to the bathroom. So I ended up staying over that night. I slept in his niece's room. And then the next morning, we wound up going into the market, which was great because I got some of the best homemade mezcal I've ever tasted in my entire life. So after we come from the market, we go back to his house and I say my goodbyes to his immediate family that's in the area. And then I got on the bus and I head back to the center of the city. And we hung out a few more times before I had to come back home. He even introduced me to the girl that he was dating. I was like, ow, look at you out here, sir. Now, like I mentioned before, I was getting noticed because I had to walk back and forth through the square to always get back to my hostel. And a tour guide noticed me and asked me for my information and we exchanged WhatsApp numbers or whatever. And then he asked me out for drinks. Now, one thing people may not know, and I didn't know it either until somebody told me, is that social media, no matter how much it is used around the world, it is not used in abundance in that particular area in Mexico. People are literally just starting to understand how to properly use and promote themselves with social media. So while we were sitting there drinking our drinks, I started showing him pictures of me on Instagram. And because I run multiple accounts, I was flicking through it like it was nothing. And he was looking at me like I was doing a magic trick. And then he started asking me 80 million questions about Instagram and Facebook and just overall how to use social media. 
So I connected his accounts. I showed him about hashtags. I showed him how to switch Instagram pages. This, this, that, and the third. And as a thank you gift, he took me on an all-expenses-paid tour. I had to wake up at like 6 o'clock in the morning after going to bed at like 11.30. But, you know, sacrifice. So the tour was in San Jose del Pacifico, which is known as the mushroom town of Oaxaca. That's where they got like the magic mushrooms and stuff. And like I was really excited, but I was sad because I didn't get no mushrooms. But the tour was amazing. I got to sit on a swing and swing over a cliff and had a panic attack after I got off the swing. Like what type of backwards shit is that, right? Then we hiked up a mountain for about a half an hour to then zip line to the other side of said mountain. And it was so beautiful. My damn camera died while I was trying to record it. When I say that pissed me the fuck off, oh, that pissed me the fuck off. Then me and the tour guide, AKA the side dude is what I like to refer to him. We went and had like a little private mezcal tasting and got drunk. It was fun, and I actually owe him. Unfortunately, I am unable to repay him because if it wasn't for him, I would have been stuck in Mexico. Now, if you happen to tune into my last complaint campaign, I think it's either game or campaign. I don't remember what I call it, but I mentioned some very disgruntled Mexicans protesting and shutting down the fucking airport. Now, the airport was already shut down two days before I even found out about it. And yes, I was a little mad because it put me in a predicament where I had to spend extra money taking an 11-hour bus ride to Mexico City, then sit in the airport for like another eight hours until my flight at 2 p.m. was able to take off. But I also respect how they shut some shit down and got their grievances met by their government. So shout out to Oaxaca. Shout out to those protesters. Shout out to my grandpa, my husband, and my side dude. And if you made it this far, thank you for listening to my story. I will be posting some videos and photos on Instagram Friday so that everyone can see them preferably after you listen to this podcast so then you can put all the pieces together and you know I'm an advocate for always telling you to go take a vacation because you know I am fiending for my next international trip I'm trying to stay in Rome for about a month but we gonna see how that work out but until then a bitch will be in Vegas in October living it up